before we get going, here's the bit where I remind you that nothing we discussed should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational and hopefully entertainment purposes only. So while we hope you find it both informative and entertaining, please do your own research or speak to a financial advisor before putting a dime of your money into these crazy markets. about to hear is a special preview of the latest in a series of conversations with the delightful Stephanie Pomboy and the occasional guest called the Super Terrific Happy Hour. This week, Steph and I discuss, finally, Bitcoin, with special attention given to an aspect of the cryptocurrency's adoption about which few other than Stephanie are talking. We also look at the backup in the bond market, inflation, and whether now is the time to prepare for the return of that little inconvenience, or whether there's another deflationary gut punch heading our way first. Every episode of the Grant Williams podcast, including the end game, the super terrific happy hour and the narrative game is available to copper and silver tier subscribers at my website, grant-williams.com. Copper tier subscribers get access to all the podcasts while members of the silver tier get both the podcast and my monthly newsletter, things that make you go, hmm. So if you enjoy what you hear on the show and you want more high quality content like it, please make your way over to grant-williams.com and join our exciting community today. And with that, please enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Super Terrific Happy Hour. With me, as always, the super and terrific and hopefully happy Stephanie Pomboy. Very happy. Very happy to be here with you today. Marvelous. How is the weather in sunny Florida? The weather in sunny Florida is sunny and uh, quite comfortable. How about you? How is uh, the weather up in South Carolina? It is, I doubt, equally sunny or it won't be equally warm, but it's sunny as well. It's just delightful. Absolutely (laughs) delightful. And And I have today been gifted a new yes. granddaughter by my my eldest daughter Molly. So uh, Molly, if you're listening, congratulations on the birth of little Yay. Sienna. Congratulations, Molly. I am a grandfather so twice over. How about that? Grandpa. Oh my Grandpa. lord. <laughs> Who ever thought this day would come, Steph? Grief. Oh, hey you ho. know you love it. Hang on, let me just so, insert a pause for you to say you don't look old enough. Hold on, pause. Yes. Oh no, you absolutely could not be a grandfather. Well, listen, there's um there's a whole bunch of stuff going on that that I thought you and I could noodle about. But the first thing I wanted to talk to you about, and I I do this with some degree of trepidation. Oh boy. Is to talk to you about the fact that you in your wonderful missive this week mentioned the B word. I know, I know. I I couldn't contain myself anymore. I well, so I, I thought, what better, <laughs> what better than for two, let's call ourselves bit skeptics, to kick around this idea and and to jumpstart it. I, what I'd love to do is talk about the two reasons you put up um, for your healthy skepticism around Bitcoin. One of them I share, and the other one is also something I share thanks to a conversation I had with you about a month ago. But I haven't really heard anybody else talking about it, so. Perhaps you could kind of sketch that out and then we can we can kind of get into it over your thoughts. <laughs> well, uh, actually, I really only have questions. I, I obviously don't have any answers, but the question right. that I raised was, why isn't anyone thinking about or um, concerned about where 
crypto is going to end up being ranked in the capital hierarchy. I'm thinking specifically of um, what it does for your credit ratings. If you're a Tesla, for example, and you've decided that you're going to allocate some percentage of your cash to crypto. Um, obviously, right now, we're just talking in the abstract because it's been Tesla and maybe a couple, a handful of other companies that have done that. And the amount that they're apportioning to crypto isn't significant enough that it would necessarily impact their ratings. But uh, time will come when it does. If Bitcoin keeps appreciating as it has, um, it's going to become obviously a larger and larger share of cash for the companies that have taken out those positions. And one presumes that the credit ratings agencies um, are starting to puzzle over what they're going to do about this problem. And in fact, um, you know, the contact I have over at S&P, who's on the equity side, but obviously has connections on, on the rating side, said that this is quote unquote under review right now. Um, and I'm sure it was put under review with Elon Musk's announcement um, with Tesla putting in that position, yeah. whatever that was a month ago. So, I mean, I just raise it because it seems like a fairly high certainty that crypto will not be ranked on a level with cash, but somewhere inferior to cash, given it, if nothing else, it's volatility right now. Um, and for that reason, I would think that it would maybe uh, caution companies against rushing to follow Tesla, um, which is sort of the opposite of the narrative, I think, that took hold right after Elon Musk made that decision, which was, oh, my gosh, well, if the anointed one is going to move money into crypto, well, then by golly, every other company is going to run to do the same. So we better position for this torrent of uh, corporate cash that's going to move over. And again, I just raised the question, having no answers, but if this is what the market expects, is that really a reasonable assumption? And I think this ratings question um, is a reason to really pause. Well, it's interesting because you're right. When when Musk did that, obviously all the headlines were around, this is just the, the kind of front edge of a tidal wave of people that are going to rush their corporate treasuries into Bitcoin. And obviously the micro strategy um, Treasure has been, you know, My- Michael Saylor right. and his crew have been actually raising debt right. at, at tiny, tiny coupon rates to buy Bitcoin, which in, in one direction makes you look like an absolute genius, um, but in the other direction, potentially, and, and we don't know, could make you look very foolish, right? I mean, it, it's, and this is something that I raised in a podcast very soon after he started putting all his money into, into Bitcoin and Treasury. And, I was asked the same question, and I said, I, I think it looks fantastic right now, but if the price starts going down and he ends up underwater in that, what, what happens then? And, th- and this ratings question, which, I, to be honest, until you and I had that conversation a month ago, I hadn't really thought about it. Um, but it does make sense, and it, and certainly given the volatility of of uh, crypto, it, it, you'd be hard-pushed to see a world where it would, it would not require a fairly significant haircut, one would imagine, because even though the price mm-hmm. has been going up consistently – um, that's not how they think about these things. It's not one of these things, oh, well, because it's going up, it's okay. Right, right, absolutely. Well, I mean, it was during the housing bubble where they assumed that mortgages, well, right? <laughs> but let's hope, knock on wood, that they've learned their lesson from that one. Um, but, you know, it, it is true that uh, leverage makes you look like a genius when it's going in your direction, but in the other way, uh, it's eviscerating. 
So I, again, I just throw this out as a question, and I think that unlike the the other issue which I highlighted, which was the uh, regulation that's going to come down the pipe, uh, this one could be a headline risk any minute now. You know, who knows when these ratings agencies are going to come out of their bunkers and say, okay, here's where we're going to put crypto on on the capital hierarchy. But it could be tomorrow. It could be by the time we finish recording this podcast. Right. Um, so uh, unlike the regulatory headwinds that's out there where you have clear visibility and, and maybe you have a some sense that, well, it's going to take them a long time to figure out exactly what they're going to do and how they're going to go about it and all come together. And um, this one, I think, could come any minute and out of left field. And, and again, as you mentioned, no one no one really seems to be focused on it. I haven't heard any commentary about no. it. So that could I, be no, I haven't, But I'm interested to know what your what your clients think about this because obviously you talk to some very smart people on the institutional side and and i and i'm just i'm generally curious to figure out what their attitude a to bitcoin and b to your attitude about bitcoin is because because you know you like me are skeptical i'm not i'm not a denier uh i'm just there are questions that i have too like you that i haven't had answered yet um i'm not saying it's it's go to zero i'm not saying it's a ponzi scheme i'm not saying all those kind of wholly negative things but there are things that just don't make me fully comfortable with it but what 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 have your clients been saying to you about it well the impetus for me finally (laughs) writing about the b word and uh exposing myself to what i thought would be just a a tidal wave of uh, derision uh coming my way was that i had so many clients who very politely this isn't like conversations in the Bitcoin chat rooms, um, you know, who very politely said, look, you know, I'm not 100% persuaded that Bitcoin is a thing, but, uh, you know, it's got enough going for it that I don't really want to ignore the possibility that this may be a a major, you know, shift that we're seeing in um, the way payments are processed in the future. And, you know, I get that. Um, but I had enough people, um, including a lot of people who had previously been very dogged gold bulls. I won't say gold bugs, but they were, you know, fully on board with with gold. Um, who have now apportioned some of what they had in gold to Bitcoin, um, if only to hedge the possibility that maybe they're missing the next yeah. big thing and that gold is going to be left on, on the sidelines. Um, so that kind of forced me to really write about it just so that everyone understood. It's not that I'm ignoring the existence of Bitcoin. It's just that I can't get my head around those, it, a lot of issues, but those two, the regulatory and the ratings ones in particular, um, and that those really have me ready to, to stand on the sidelines and, and watch and see what happens. Um, because cynically, it. It feels to me like the only thing that's changed in the last month as I watch one gold bull after another abandon gold to go into Bitcoin is that the price of Bitcoin has gone up a lot. Nothing else that I can see has really changed. Um, So it just feels so much like that classic bubble psychology where you get to the point where it goes up so much that if you don't own it, you feel like a first class fool. And your clients are calling you up every day saying, why don't you own this? So you're kind of pressured. To, uh, to go for it, even if you're not.
full conversation is available to subscribers to the copper and silver tiers of my website, grant-williams.com. Nothing we discussed should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational and hopefully entertainment purposes only. So while we hope you find it both informative and entertaining, please do your own research or speak to a financial advisor before putting a dime of your money into these crazy markets.